Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Oh Deary, Deary Me. I'm Caroline Deary. I'm a young 20-something that rots in LA. Uh, I mean lives. I live in LA. Uh, And I'm a trained actor, comedian, TikTok, booty shaker, which basically means I was um, starved for attention as a young child. Um, I grew up as a competition dancer, you know, like, like dance moms type-ish, and I'd like to fancy myself as sort of a, a Maddie Ziegler, but truthfully, I think I was really more of a Jojo Siwa. I really, I went full out on that floor, um, but pre-COVID, I was performing sketch comedy, I had a monthly show, I was doing stand-up open mics, and I'd write scripts in, um, you know, like pastel pink coffee shops with the rest of the L.A. devotees. You know, we wouldn't really look at each other. Uh, we would just sort of breathe the same desperate air. And it was it was truly, like, poetic and, and beautiful. But, you know, I'm Nanny McPhee up in this bitch. That's what I do. That's my day job. I work for an amazing family. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about chasing your dreams, especially in the entertainment industry. It really helps to love your day job. You have to be passionate about what you're doing or, you know, who you're working with at least. You know, that way you can stay in the game. It really is a game of outlasting. And you got to remind yourself that this is not you pursuing plan B, okay? Plan A being your dreams. This is not plan B. This is a subdivision of plan A. So you have to make money to support yourself. You have to survive. And for me, my my plan A is performing comedy. It's being an entertainer. It's making people laugh. And I feel like I'm flowing like water and seeing where the river runs. So if you're pursuing something and you're like wondering where it's going or you feel lost right now, you haven't figured it out yet, um, just listen to this advice that I was given recently. True peace comes from non-attachment to the outcome. Let me repeat that. True peace comes from non-attachment to the outcome. So I'm manifesting my dreams. I'm attracting goodness. I'm naming the things that I want and I'm actively chasing it, but I release the outcome. Did I ever think I'd be working in childcare? No, not really. But I tell you what, I'm really proud of the work that I do. I'm fulfilled, I'm happy. Have I achieved the dreams that were placed on my heart since I could walk and talk? Not fully yet, no, but I feel like I'm falling in love with the pursuit. And I used to hate the pursuit. I used to, you know, only crave the fun part, which was being on stage. And I thought, you know, maybe I just don't want it like bad enough. I don't know, like what's wrong with me? And I've had to learn grace and patience with myself. And, you know, adulthood 
isn't easy. The path really is not very clear. And there's not one path, too. But I'll tell you what, none of those paths are super clear. Even if you take the cookie cutter route, it's still like, um, did you know that you need insurance for basically everything? Your body, your car, your house. And I think everyone gets to that point where it's like, like, oh my God, I did not ask, I did not ask to exist. And now I got to work my butt off to pay taxes and feed myself like and work just to exist. Yup. Uh-huh. But you know, if you're missing the enjoyment in what you're pursuing, you're missing it all. So don't don't spend any more time beating yourself up. That's not where your energy belongs. Be gentle with yourself, but don't leave yourself there. You know, pick it up, keep moving. Well, that was a cute little inspirational intro. (laughs) I'm getting like real motivational talk up in here. That's like, okay, okay. All right, I'm patting myself on the back. I got to calm down. Uh, Let me tell you about myself and where I came from. I came from Florida. Crackhead, alligator, swamp, Disneyland, silly old Florida. (laughs) I It was a suburb outside of Orlando. We had chickens running around, and it was very conservative, very weird. Um, I The more I, I live outside of Florida, the more I realize how different it is. And I'm sure it's like this running meme now. I'm sure you've seen on the TV what Florida is like. When, when you're in it, you don't really feel the weirdness. But when you're out, you're like, oh, Maybe uh, alligators running around is not something that everyone experiences, or I don't know all the you just you just know all the crazy stuff. But it it does make me a more layered, interesting person coming from Florida. Um, I've been able to use it in some stand-up comedy bits, and because it is a meme, it is a crowd pleaser. And it's odd because a lot of my friends in LA are actually friends that are from Florida. Even though I didn't even know them, we just like, we get each other, you know? But it is a very, it was a very religious suburb. Most of the South is religious. Ding dong, hello. Yeah, so I went to a private Christian school my whole entire life. I had Bible class every single day of school. I had chapel once a week, I went to church once a week, and I went to, like, summer camps. And, you know, it wasn't an option. It was not an option. I tried to rebel, but it didn't work. I had a purity ring, a honey, you know. And no shade to people that are fully in it, because I think it's great. I still hold on to a lot of the things that were indoctrinated into me. Um, because it brings me comfort, it keeps me grounded and connected, and literally, like, there's nothing better than Lauren Daigle, okay? Lauren Daigle inspirational music has kept my 
faith afloat. I don't know. I like to think of God as more of an entity or like a non-binary figure, the universe, someone who supports me. I love the idea that I'm like co-creating with the ultimate creator of the world. So that's where I've come in my relationship. But I grew up with the background of like, this is you. You are a rose. And then they like step on the rose and they're like, this is you after sex. Is anyone going to want you? You still have the value of a rose, but you're just not as pretty. Like that kind of thing, that kind of analogy or like paper, a paper heart ripped up. And that's, that's messed up. But whatever, you're free to believe what you believe. I love you. I support you. Um, all good. All good. So that's where I grew up. And I always knew that I wanted to get out. I always knew that I wanted to dance and move to LA or New York, whatever it was. My parents, they were broken. But when I was 15, I went on a cruise with my best friend. And I met a little London boy, I did, I did. I was just a wee little girl. I met a London boy. You know, Taylor Swift, uh, London boy song. That was like it. And it was the rage, the height of One Direction. So I felt so special for having this little rendezvous with a London boy. And, you know, we entered into a long distance relationship. Which was kind of weird because nobody was doing that at that time. We were Skyping. FaceTime was brand new. And he lived far away. He came to visit me in Florida. I'd go to visit him in London. We'd go yachting in Italy. But then, you know, after like four, three years of high school love, long distance... He actually ended up going and living in LA before me, and I knew that's where I wanted to end up. But we didn't we didn't make it. No, we didn't. And that's okay. Looking back, I was devastated, heartbroken, lost. I had no sense of identity because I put all of my identity into that relationship. So I faulted him for just wanting to grow up and wanting to do it separately you know he joined a frat he was he's finding himself and I was like no but looking back now I'm like oh (laughs) oh gosh it's fine because like I said earlier non-attachment to the outcome so I took a few years of singlehood um and you know dove into acting classes and whatever it was, and I didn't talk much about, I process it, but I didn't talk to my new LA friends a lot about my ex-identity, basically, because I was moving forward, and I took time to fall in love and learn myself. I remember I was, like, sitting on an airplane one time, and I was like, who the freak am I? Like, I sat there and I wrote down a list of things that I enjoyed and, like, things that I thought I I was good at, 
things that I thought I wasn't good at, but I love to do. And I don't know, like a few Valentines by myself, I was like, I don't, I love, I love me and I love that I'm learning. I would like listen to TED Talks on relationships and I'm not saying I'm perfect or the queen of self-love because dude, it's a journey and I'm, every day I'm learning more. But that time of singlehood was really helpful for me. Then I graduated and I was like, okay, what now? Where am I going? A little lost. And that's when I met a toxic person. And I thought I had a lot of confidence in myself because I had been single. I was in a a short, nice, little loving relationship that I ended up moving on from. But I, I felt confident in my relationship skills and I was trusting of people. So this guy comes in. He's a singer-songwriter. He had this Australian kind of weird accent. And he just swooped right in. And I did not question it. He was, you know, taking me on trips, writing songs about me, which I thought was really cool. I was a bit of his, I was his muse. And he warned me. He said, hey, I'm, I'm an emotional guy. And I had never dated an artist before. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm an artist too. We're all emotional. It's fine. But then uh, it came out that he was (laughs) actually like emotional. And I don't want to villainize him or, or give him labels. Like I would never call him a narcissist or a pathological liar. Um, But who, who knows? So it turned out he was lying about his his age, his identity, his origin, his passports. He cheated on me. (laughs) It was quite a mess. And it left me so confused and broken because I was like, uh, who does this? I had no idea that this was a kind of person I would encounter or I would allow into my life. So I had to really heal that and look at that and say, huh, part of it was me being hoodwinked and naive and part of it is probably more stuff that I need to look at. So, you know, we broke up quite a few times because that's how a toxic relationship works. And... um. He still writes his little songs about me. He's actually very talented. The songs are good. I'm not going to plug it, though. Uh, but um, we, we broke up before COVID. And thank God, because I actually moved in with the family that I nanny. And when I was living with them, I saw their healthy, wonderful, loving family and their interactions and the way that they genuinely liked quarantining and just being together and I was like oh okay toxic relationships are canceled I'm now thinking about 
the father of my children and who I want that to be and the integrity that is important for my partner. Um, so that's, that's what I want moving forward. And I, you know, took a lot of, I, I'm in therapy. I healed that and just was on hinge for a quarantine FaceTime buddy. And he ended up becoming my boyfriend. So Cam is a guy that I met during quarantine. And we took two months of just FaceTiming and like learning each other. Literally the first like week we didn't FaceTime. We just sent each other music. And he was like my saving grace through quarantine. Um, and that, that was like the sweetest thing that could have happened in 2020. So we're still, you know, we're dating and right now, um, I'm in Charlotte and he came to visit my family and meet everyone for the first time. And it's all green lights. So that's something I'm enjoying. (laughs) But once the vaccine hits, Who knows who I'll become, honey? You might see me running around Hollywood, uh, tearing it up. I'm just kidding. He knows that I'm in it. But we just joke about that, that we're like this quarantine love. And no, no, no. But it's the real deal. One time we joked about that, actually. (laughs) And um, someone like on the internet was like, Oh, like, Cam, once you're done with that, like, head on over my way. And I was like, okay, maybe we should stop joking about that. But it's all in good fun. Um, And then another thing that really transformed me during this period of COVID and change and turmoil is... Um, I've become a healthier person and my body, my relationship to my body has improved tremendously. I've, I like, I decided I'm going to fuel it, not for the purpose of weight loss. And I just was like, I'm going to eat healthy and just see how I feel. I'm going to work out every day and be committed to that. And see how I feel. And I'm not going to be attached to an outcome of whatever number I want to get to. Whatever weight I want to get to. It's just I want to ride this healthy wave. Because health is everything. Health is wealth at this point, baby. Like, So that's where 2020 shifted that sort of thing for me. And I'm loving it. Although this trip home, I have eaten nonstop <laughs> macaroni and cheese and chocolate cake that my mommy made and all the good stuff. I'm not feeling guilty about it, but um, you can tell a difference in your body. Your body gives you like natural consequences. So no shame, but um, it's all about balance. I'm I'm excited about that body love journey. 
Okay guys, so now we're gonna get into my 2020 Christmas list. None of this is sponsored, but I love seeing what people are wanting for Christmas or what they're buying for other people or what they suggest is great, so I thought I'd hop on that. Uh, the first thing on my list is not something I will be receiving. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I just put it on there for fun. I sent out an email to my family. Um, it's like the Dyson cordless vacuum. I have become a clean freak. An absolute clean freak during quarantine. And I like have seen this in action. This cordless thing is so easy to manipulate and just use whenever and I feel like it would really do my floors justice. So that not only speaks to the clean freak that I've become, but how old I'm getting that like a vacuum is at the freaking top of my Christmas list, you know, as well as podca- podcast microphone equipment um, to have like some really high quality audio for you guys would be sick. So I put that on there. I have the claw clips off of Amazon. Um, they're like tortoise ones. And I, I'm obsessed with that trend. I know it's trendy, so I don't know how long it's going to be a thing. But claw clips, they're so easy to plop in. And I think they make every outfit like a little cuter. Because I used to be obsessed with like a low bun. And I still love a low bun. But when you're going for that, like, I want to look cute, I want to look like my hair is done, but I have no time to do my hair, it's perfect. I also am a very bougie lady. I like to feel bougie in my house, and I love, like, spa, self-care moments. And so I have a white robe on my list. I have, like, a towel one right now that I love to use. And just like lounge and live in. But um, it's like, it's very old. And so I'm thinking like a very heavy duty, like soft, but sort of towel-y white robe is my, uh, is on my wish list. Another thing is gold hoops. Now I have gold hoops. I do. That I wear like every day. But I've only, like, gotten the Urban Outfitters kind and no shade, but, you know, they're not, like, gold. They're not solid gold. So they, like, tarnish and they're, like, half silver now. So I think, like, investing in a nicer pair of gold hoops that I know I'm going to wear every single day would be really clutch. Um... And this one, this next thing, is so Gen Z. So while the Dyson vacuum keeps me very uh, old, this one keeps me very young. It's a nice balance. I'm asking for a phone tripod for my TikToks because I have fallen in love with TikTok. Like, I genuinely enjoy making, like, silly videos or creative videos. It's been like my way of performing during COVID. I think a lot of people feel that. And 
I would love to just take that to the next level with like a little inexpensive tripod off of Amazon. There you go. Now this list is for my family members and what I got them for Christmas. You can get this for anyone. It doesn't have to be your family, but these are awesome products that I got for the people that I love. So first on my list is crap eyewear. I'm obsessed with crap eyewear. I basically only wear sunglasses from there. I'm obsessed with the cases that they come in and they're like the perfect price because you don't want like cheap sunglasses that don't protect your eyes and that will like break every five seconds and you you know but you don't want like such expensive sunglasses that you feel like guilty and especially if you lose them or if you're a little irresponsible uh, with sunglasses it's like investing on a nice pair is hard but crap is like high quality and pretty affordable it's like right in that sweet spot so I got um on a sale and they're having sales all the time uh so sponsor me crap because I'm really hyping you up right now but yeah I I got those for two people in my family and I think they're gonna be hits now I got a board game for my brother-in-law because he's really into board games chameleon is a new one a new board game that is a crowd pleaser. So for your family, it's a great thing. Bananagrams, if someone likes, you know, Scrabble and like word games like that, Bananagrams is something I have been playing non-stop this year. I have like three pictures on my Instagram page right now that have Bananagram involved in them. And yeah, I can't stop playing. And Splendor is another fun game that's more like um, 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 like a little bit of strategic shopping. So that one's really fun and not a lot of people know about it. So if you know someone in your family that has like Settlers of Catan or Codenames and they have like all of the games, those are some ones to reach for. Splendor, Chameleon, Bananagrams, Classics. Okay. And then my dad, he's a bit of a whiskey drinker. He likes to drink. So I got him an ice cube maker that makes like this huge circular ice cube, I guess. And I think that's going to go over well. And then I got my sister this really sick puzzle off of Anthropology. It's um, like stunningly gorgeous so if you wanted to like glue it together it could be a beautiful piece of artwork but I don't know I don't really do that to my puzzles but I thought it was so pretty from anthro and I'll link I'll try to see if I can link all this in the show notes because I'm obsessed oh yeah is my family listening to this right now don't listen um did I already say that who knows I'm losing it it's the end of the podcast And then last but not least, Cam, do not listen to this. I got him a record player, which is sort of a big investment, but I figure it's something like every home should have, especially as you're getting older. It's cozy and vintage 
And it will kind of like whisk you away when you put in whatever. And when you hear the crackle of it, like, come on. So I got that for him. I hope he's not listening to me speak in the other room because I just revealed all that. But hopefully that gives you guys some inspiration and fun things to look at when you're thinking about what to get someone for Christmas or what to ask for. Well, thank you guys for listening to my first episode of Oh Dearie Dearie Me. It's been fun. I've been talking to myself in a dark room for a while now. And I'm ready to enjoy the last couple um, hours with my family before I go home. Um, It's been lovely here in Charlotte. But I'm going back to LA and I'm quarantining hardcore. Um, So the nice little break with family was definitely needed. I'm sure a lot of you guys got to see family members that you haven't seen in a while. Um, So Godspeed. It's been great. It's been great. Um, I'm so excited for the future of this podcast and the interviews and conversations and advice and life lessons, and ooey-gooey feelings, and warm sentiment, and that's all I got. And just the goodness that's going to come from this. I hope you feel encouraged and entertained by the words that I speak, and that there's just a nice community that we create. I try to reach out and respond to everyone. The support has been overwhelmingly sweet. So let's keep going and growing, and I love you guys. That's it for today's solo episode. Tune in next Wednesday. Love, dearie, dearie, me. Oh, dear. Crap, I think I messed that part up. Yo, we're unfiltered. Let me try that again. Thanks so much for tuning in. Love, oh, dearie, dearie, me.